0: Hello everyone, this is Dr. Matthew Cherian and welcome to this week's message for the Friday evening Bible study. So, this Friday we will continue with our Bible study on Genesis and we will start from chapter 37 which to a great extent talks about the life of the current youngest son of Jacob, Joseph. Now, Joseph was 17 years old when the story starts in chapter 37 and verse 2. And he was feeding the flock with his brothers. So basically we know that the primary profession of the Hebrews were to take care of the cattle, the sheep, the goats and they were basically shepherds. Now the Bible tells us that Jacob or Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Also we know that he was a son of his wife Rachel whom he loved so much and he buys him a coat which is made of very many colors. Now one has to understand that this is technically one of the worst things parent can do showing partiality but what does this partiality do within the family the other brother starts disliking Joseph although this is bad we still find how God uses each one of these instances even things that do not look right to fulfill his final purpose in the life of Israel or for the creation of Israel as a nation so here we notice that uh, the hatred starts with this. Now, Joseph keeps adding on to this by talking about the dreams that God was giving him at a young age of 17. Verse 5, he tells his brothers that uh, of a dream that he has dreamt. Uh, in verse 7, it says, They were binding sheeps in the field and behold, my sheep rose, stood upright and indeed your sheep stood all around me and bowed down to my sheep. Basically telling that all the other brothers will bow down at him. And then we find that he has another dream. Verse 9. This time he says the sun, the moon and the 11 stars bow down to me. 11 stars meaning he already could also see another brother of his not yet born. Bowing down to him. But this time he includes his father and his mother. And so they were not at all happy based on what they heard. They were not excited about the story at all. And you find that uh, that uh, even his brother, father, rebukes him and tells him, "What is this dream that you have dreamt? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to earth before you?" And his brothers envied him, but his father kept these matters in mind. Okay, and uh, then we come to this part, uh, how Joseph is sold as a slave now his father sends him in search of his brothers even when they see him from far they decide that they should kill him or they should do something to him because by now they were kind of fed up one about his own um, stories which glorified himself and of course about his father's partiality towards joseph and we find that this chapter will end with joseph being sold as a slave to the slave traders, the Ishmaelites or the Midianites and they would stake him and finally sell him as a slave in Egypt. Let's move on to chapter 39, Joseph is now a slave in Egypt. And in chapter 39 he talks about how he is in Potiphar's house, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought and then there, there is a verse that I want you to focus on. And he says here, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Till this point of time, there is never a verse that tells that the Lord was with Joseph. Sometimes it's only in your loneliness, in your difficult periods in your life, that God comes and gives you a personal encounter. And I believe for many, many people at this season, when they are actually finding it difficult to... Uh, to carry on with everyday activity, when their business is doing bad, when they are financially doing bad, when the stress of this Covid uh, pandemic is worrying many people, this is the time that you have a greater opportunity of having a personal encounter with God than ever before. And even when I talk to a lot of people, I realize it's so true. Because when I talk to them, they tell me, I have become much closer to the Lord. And to many, many of us, this has been a season when we have read more of the word than ever before. God has spoken to us uh, more than ever before. And here it's a very same thing. He is now separated out, going through a very difficult time. He's a servant, a slave in the house of Potiphar. And the word of God says, and the Lord was with Joseph. And the interesting thing is, not only does it say that God was with Joseph, but it tells that everything that he did prospered. And it was so amazing that Potiphar finally comes to a point that he hands over everything. He had absolutely no idea how the house was running because obviously he found that Joseph, a young boy, was having supernatural wisdom when it came to handling his household and he trusted him immensely. But you realize at this point, things don't go smoothly again. What is the problem out here? The problem out here is that right now, Potiphar's wife tries to seduce uh, David. And believe me, it is not an easy thing for a young man to actually say no to this when it happens every day. And you see how faithful Joseph was to his master. It is one of the best picture of perfect holiness that you can ever see. And Joseph is a picture of perfect holiness. And I think it's a picture that all of us, should desire to emulate in our lives he finally would run away leaving his cloth or his tunic in the hands of potiphar's wife and potiphar's wife was so upset probably felt so terrible that a servant had walked out on him that she would go and complain to her husband and tell that actually the story was exactly the opposite in the end of the day joseph is in a prison it looks even worse than the place where he was before and the word of god says again and uh, verse 21 of 39 but the lord was with joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison amazing isn't it it's beautiful because out here again you find the Lord was a Joseph. I want to make you understand how God reaches out for you in the points of your loneliness. I'm reminded of that blind man <coughs> the Bible talks about in uh, uh, in the Gospels where he is thrown out of the city because he stands for Jesus Christ. And when he's thrown out of the city, Jesus comes and meets him and asks him, Do you know who made you well? And he says, no, I heard of Jesus and he says, it's I often Jesus will have an encounter with you. Not when you are, everything is going well, but when things are going not so well. And I pray that this season, each one of us will have an encounter with Jesus. And I pray that will be true in your life. Then it says that now Joseph was in prison. I want you to understand he was 17 years when he comes uh, into Egypt. He was 30 years when he stands before Pharaoh, 13 years have gone into in uh, times which were extremely difficult for Joseph. Now he is in the prison, when he is in the prison, there is an encounter that he will have with two people. But before that, I want you to understand, there is never a verse that says that Joseph was upset. It never tells us even now and Joseph's anger burnt against Potiphar. No, never you have never seen such perfect forgiveness in anybody as in Joseph and I want you to understand that these are things that pleases the Lord and these are the people God wants to use as leaders in today's generation and I just pray that we will ask God, God give me this heart of Joseph that even when I am hurt, that I don't sit in self-pity, I don't sit back crying but still there, I can work as though this was the best job that anybody can have obviously there was something extraordinary in the life of joseph even in the prison that the word of god says that the jailer found him so amazing and the jailer would give him authority over all things in the prison and because of that he also had an encounter with two people and i will focus on this encounter because this is going to be the crux of today's message it says over here that the butler and the baker or the king of Egypt, verse 5, who were confined in the prison, had a dream, both of them, each man's dream one night and each man's dream with his own interpretation. And when Joseph came to them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad, so he asked Pharaoh's officer who was with them in the custody of the Lord's house asking, why do you look so sad today? we will come back to this verse but i just want you to remember this verse and joseph asked them why are you looking so downcast why are you looking so depressed i want you to remember this fact joseph is in prison already going through a bad time of his life worse because he has not done anything wrong and he's in prison for being good, for being honest, to being loyal to his master, he was in prison. Actually, for the matter, if he had given away to sin, probably he would be still in Potiphar's house and right there, he's very, very concerned of somebody else who's feeling depressed and low. He tells and explains the dreams that both of these people see, the, the chief butler as well as the baker. The baker would die and the butler would be lifted up and he'll come back and be giving wine to the king he tells the butler not to forget him when he comes back to the palace and the butler forgets him completely. Two years later the story changes again because now the pharaoh has dreams and the pharaoh's dreams are a dream where he sees seven well-fed cows which are eaten by seven scrawny cows and seven well-nourished corns which go and eat seven corns which are totally looking you know, pathetic and famished, and he did not know the interpretation of the dream, but something in his spirit told him that this was a bad dream and he needed help in this area. So obviously this was troubling him. And that point of time, the chief butler remembered Joseph had a capacity of dream. Two years later, and he's brought out of that place and he's come and placed in authority. uh, He's placed in front of authority rather, where he will finally explain the dream, he will tell him that he, the Pharaoh is going to have 7 years of plenty and after that 7 years of severe famine and unless he plans ahead, unless he ensures that there is enough savings made in the period of plenty he would go through a crisis in the periods when there was nothing and uh, what does the Pharaoh do? The Pharaoh sees this immense wisdom in this man Joseph and elevates him from a prisoner from his dungeon to become the governor or the second most important person in the whole of Egypt. Unbelievable story, a story where God's hand can be seen today, how God would plan everything right from the time that he would go into the prison and to be brought into the palace We know the story is unbelievable. He would become the governor of the whole of Egypt. He became a person of authority. I want you to remember once again, you and I, if I would be in the position, the first thing we would remember is Potiphar and you called him over and say, Potiphar, do you know today I'm in authority to destroy you completely? But Joseph never did that. But today's message is not about that. It's just going back into this verse I talked about in 40 and verse six. I want you to focus on this. The key thing that changed everything in Joseph's life was his love and concern for somebody who was suffering. Because of that he would inquire why these two people were looking depressed and because of that they will share their heart and their story and because of that finally the butler would remember Joseph and Joseph would stand before the Pharaoh. Do you know one thing? One thing that God isn't speaking to me during the season is, yes, many of us are having encounters with God. Many of us were smoldering lamps, But today, during this period of COVID, most of us have been spending so much more time with God that our lives are becoming like a lamp. But what exactly are we doing with this lamp? You know, what many people have been doing with this lamp is keeping it under a basket or under a bushel. Jesus will talk about this when in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, 15, 16 when he tells that you are the light of the world and he says that you are a city on a hilltop. If anybody has a light or a lamp, he will put it on a pedestal but will not keep it under a basket or a bushel. The reason I'm sharing this to you that probably God is looking out to you now to take that lamp out of the basket and bring it up on the lampstand so that you can be a blessing for people. I want you to understand, start praying that God during this season allow me and the church and the, and the church at large in this nation and the world to become the light of the world in this difficult time. That we should become a city on a hilltop. The word of God tells us, let your light so shine that when people see your good works, they will praise your Father in heaven. Are people looking at your life today and praising your Father in heaven? The big problem with many many Christians are we become very very selfish Christians. All we can think of is you know, I am meeting, I'm sharing, I'm having Zoom meetings with my friends, with my fellows, and I'm so excited, I'm so blessed. But that is not the reason why we were created. We are created to be the salt of the earth, we were created to be the light of the world. That means we have to be useful for others. Now the this is the season for you to be useful for others and I pray that you will ask God this. Lord, I want to be like Joseph was in the prison. He was suffering. He was going through difficult times and even as he was going through difficult times, you were close to him and he would use this as an opportunity to be a blessing for somebody that was, who was also suffering. I do not know maybe it is just one individual god wants you to bless maybe it's your maid maybe it's your somebody working maybe it's a neighbor maybe it's an elderly person in your colony or maybe at a much larger scale god may be actually asking you to reach out but i want you to understand that you should ask god to open your eyes there may be great blessing at the end of it like i said just imagine if joseph quote just forgot Joseph just ignored the pain in the eyes of two other fellow prisoners and continued to do his own work, he would have never reached to the level uh, that he reached and he would never reach up to the Pharaoh. Probably God could have probably postponed the whole event or maybe God would have used somebody else and I want you to understand this because this is your calling in the season, a calling to become a light that is placed on a pedestal where others are blessed because of your life. Do not ignore this. This is something that we have to understand. Joseph had just three days and they would disappear. They would go back to the presence of the Pharaoh. In those three days, God had enabled him to listen to his voice and understand the heart of compassion that he required before he could lift him up. And I pray this morning that you will remember this part all the days of your life, wherever you are. God has called you to be a light and today you are the light of the world and people are looking at you. Ask God this morning and every day, Father, during this difficult season, God Jesus, that teach me, Lord, how I could be a, can be a light to this world i want to be a blessing i did not know who to ask maybe just investing money into an area i have no idea how god's going to use you but in this little colony where i stay i realized that people needed food every day so we started giving money to them i realized that in the, because i have some contacts in the hospital they needed protective gear so i could provide masks for them and i started asking god what else can i do and i could talk to many many of the industrialists in town to make uh, uh, visors for us Interestingly, it's one person that I approached in a company that is providing visors today for every single hospital in the city of Coimbatore. Can you believe it? God can use you to be a light of the world in many, many different ways. Provide me cry out to Menas, God open my eyes to see this need that is around me. Even this evening or anytime as you're reading this message, I believe God is speaking to you. Maybe you are just another person who have been listening to the word, getting excited about the blessing that you received and the close walk you're having with God. But remember, then it is just like a car that is full of petrol. Withstanding idle. The purpose for a car full of petrol is to start moving and start doing the purpose for which it has been created. The creator of the car created it to move around, to be a source of transport for people. Your creator created created you to be a blessing to the world, to be the salt and the light of the world. And there is no greater time than that to be the salt and the light of the world. I pray even this, this moment that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and open your eyes that you can be a blessing. Maybe you have been mopping around and feeling that times have been so difficult. Maybe you have been just rejoicing the fact that you have been spiritually blessed. But now is the time to move out out of your closet and become a blessing for people so that the name of Jesus will be lifted. So that people, when they see that wonderful light, let your light so shine. Then people, when people see your works, they'll glorify in heaven. It's the same thing in in the book of uh, Galatians chapter one and uh, the last verse it says, says and people rejoice Because of Paul who was there in the midst. And I pray that you will be a witness, a testimony unlike others in this difficult season. God bless you and I hope these words will truly bear fruit in your life. It will not be like the seeds that fell on the roadside or among the thorns that just got wasted away or among the rocks. But that this will bear fruit in your life that truly, truly you will be a blessing in the kingdom of God. Amen.